Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And Shana Tova, a happy and a healthy new year to everyone. Yom Kippur is the most intense day of the Jewish year on a spiritual and emotional basis. It lasts for 25 hours from before sundown to after sundown. I think it's fair to say that it's impossible for an individual to keep up a spiritual intensity and emotional intensity for 25 hours. We have to be able to step away a bit. We have to be able to let ourselves calm down for a few moments during the course of the day. And I would always suggest to people that sometime over Yom Kippur, you take a little walk, you take a little nap, you take a book, maybe to the synagogue, and, and just read a bit during the service, with, during the less intense parts of the service. But we all should be able to do that because we want to make sure we have a reservoir, so to speak, of spiritual intensity for the high points of the service. And that we're able to meet those moments with kavanah, with true intention. What are those moments? Somewhat subjective, but I think we would all agree that kol nidre, that begin the holiday, uh, the Ne'ilah service at the end of the holiday, the, the slichot prayers, the penitential prayers with the communal and the individual confessionals are examples of the high points of the service. I myself would add, and this is my own subjective thought, the service of the high priest, which comes during the Musaf service, which I always find tremendously meaningful as we recreate with words the ritual that was performed in the temple on, on Yom Kippur. I find it tremendously meaningful. But of all the times during Yom Kippur that are spiritually meaningful, I think all would agree that the Yizkor service, the memorial service, is one of those moments. It truly is one of the most emotional moments of the entire year. And I want to share with you some thoughts on the Yizkor service on Yom Kippur. And in order to do so, I want to look at a section from the Torah and interpret it, translate it in an interpretive way, not the Peshat, not the intended meaning, but to do a little bit of creative interpretation, a creative translation of it that I think is going to shed some light on a way in which we can make the Yiskar service, which is already very meaningful, even more meaningful give some extra kavanah to it. And in order to do that, I want to turn to the book of Deuteronomy. In talking about the holidays of the year, Deuteronomy has something that the other books of the Torah do not. It mentions the same holidays. In this case, the holidays of Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot, the three festivals of the year. But Deuteronomy adds a special piece to it. On those days, according to the book of Deuteronomy, people would, were to take a pilgrimage to the place that God would choose to make God's name dwell, which, of course, in later tradition, was interpreted as Jerusalem, the Beit Mikdash, the Holy Temple. Three times a year, Deuteronomy says, you make this trip to Jerusalem. Everybody would make it, as many people as could, but the tradition is the following, and I'm quoting from Deuteronomy 16, 16. Shalosh pa'amim bashana, yera'e kol zirchorcha et p'nei Adonai Elohecha. Three times a year, 
all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place that God will choose. I'm going to get to the, all the males in a minute because it's going to be critical for what I want to talk about. But before we do that, let's talk about the word shall appear. The way I understand this, and I think the way it, it, it really needs to be understood, is that there was something about going to the temple, going to this place that God would choose to have God's name dwell there that the presence of God would be there. The presence of God may be around us all the time, but specifically on those days, you had, quote, an audience with God. You had, you in essence, were in the presence of God. You were standing in the presence of God, specifically in a way on those three days that may not happen at another time over the course of the year. You would appear before the Lord your God. And again, we can talk many ways about what that might mean, but this is the way I'm choosing to understand it, that people would come up to Jerusalem and it would be as if they were standing in as an audience, in an audience with God. Now, what about the word kol all of your males? Well, for the Torah, the obligation for this fell upon the adult males, and that's the way the rabbis thought about it later. Even though others, as I said, did come along, it was an obligation for the males. Of course, for us, those of us like myself and so many of us who are more egalitarian in our approach to, to Jewish ritual, that's an anomaly, but that's the way it was 2,000, 3,000 years ago. Now, let's look carefully at this. Kol zichorcha all of your males. The word for males in this case has a root, Zion Chaf Resh. Hebrew is a root language, and therefore any word with the word Zion Chaf Resh has to in some way be related etymologically. The word for males in this case, Zachar, Zichorcha, has the same root as the word to remember. Socher, Yizkor, the same word. I looked in the biblical um, lexicon, of the lexicon of biblical Hebrew, and I read something interesting. It's that the relationship between the word, as it means males, and the word to remember is obscure. I would agree with that. I can't figure out what the relationship is, but there must be some relationship between those two words because they have the same root. So what I want to do is substitute something from the word remember for the word male as I'm interpreting this verse. So three times a year, you will appear before God as one who remembers. You'll appear before God as a person with memories. What would that mean in the context of the three festivals? It would mean that you appear before God remembering the experience of our ancestors in Egypt, remembering what brought you to the ability to be able to stand before God at the temple in Jerusalem. You remember the Exodus. You remember the giving of the Torah. You remember God's uh, protection of the people through the as, as uh, reflected in the holiday of Sukkot. That's what it means to come before God in that context with memories. You have a historical memory of what brought you to this place. Now, in our day, I don't think we think of the three festivals in the same way. We don't do the pilgrimage anymore since the destruction of the temple. 
And therefore, we observe these three festivals very carefully and very and with a lot of meaning, but we do so in our homes and we do so in our synagogues. And we don't talk about having, quote, an audience with God appearing before God on these holidays any more than we would have appear before God any other time. But there is one day in a year, one time of the year, in which we do consider ourselves as appearing before God. And that is on Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah as well, but let's focus on Yom Kippur. We have an audience with God on Yom Kippur as we stand before God in judgment. Last year in this podcast, just before Yom Kippur, I spoke about trying to find one moment over the course of Yom Kippur where we really consider ourselves standing in the presence of God and that we have God's undivided attention at that moment. That we should find a moment where we really feel like we're having, in essence, an audience with God. That happens on Yom Kippur. And I would argue that on Yom Kippur, the purpose of the Yizkor service, in addition to remembering those who have died, which of course is something we do always, is to appear before God as people who remember. What could that mean? It means in my thinking about this, that as we do tshuva, as we consider repentance, as we consider where we are in life, as we think about the course of our life over the past year and what we hope, we call to mind the people who have helped us become who we are, who are part of who we are, whose lessons, whose relationships with us are so much a part of who we are as human beings. That we stand before God realizing that even though we're standing as an individual, we have with us the memories of all of those people who were most dear to us with the most intense and most intimate relationships that really affect who we are today, who taught us, who raised us, who encouraged us, who supported us, who brought meaning to our lives, that we're not an individual. As much as we think of ourselves as standing alone before God, we're bringing with us the experience of these relationships. And so at the Yizkor service, while it's true, we're in essence mourning those people who have, who have died before, you know, the people who are most closely related to us, the truth is that it's not just mourning for them. It's saying to God at this day of an audience with God, I am more than just myself. I bring with me all of the meaning that those relationships had. These people who have made me, have helped make me who I am today. And therefore, I say that as much as our ancestors would say, we appear before God as people who remember the history of our people. On Yom Kippur, we stand before God as those who remember where we have come from and the relationships that have meant the most in making us who we are. And I think that's one of the ways to think about the Yizkor service. That the hopes, the dreams that we have are possible for us 
because of the influence of those who are nearest to us, who are no longer with us except in spirit. Something to consider, something to think about as we consider what the Yizkor service means. That paragraph in the Torah ends with an interesting statement about the three festivals. It says, Ish kamat nat yado kivirkat Adonai Elohecha asher lach. Each will appear with their own gift according to the blessing that the Lord your God has bestowed upon you. Memory is a gift, a gift that we need to thank God for every day in our lives. And as much as it's painful to remember those who have died and realize the loss, it's a way of recognizing the blessing of memory which enables those with whom we are closest to live on in our hopes and in our dreams and in our actions in the world to, in, in the year to come. May we all be granted a year of good, supportive, and meaningful memories. And may those whom we remember continue to be with us in the bond of life. Until next time, thank you.